This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. You've heard us talk about them. They're in, and they're on the website. Absolutely. Our brand new America's Diesel podcast, branded bills, badass, flex fit, performance material, sweat res- sweat stain resistant. It it literally feels like it cools your head. Like, I don't know amazing. how it's possible, but somehow it is. Yeah, you can rock it. You know, I'm more of a flat bill kind of guy. You can do that. You can curve it. For all you taco holder guys, you can even throw that in there. Yeah. And then snap back with a little bit of the flex fit. Yeah. Big head approved, small head approved. And it's extremely comfortable. I almost guarantee, oh my, you know, I say almost guarantee. <laughs> no, I guarantee this is the most comfortable hat you will ever wear. And the logo, rubber. Awesome. Yeah. Came out great. Super detailed rubber on there, so it's never going to fade on you. If you want to get one of these in your hands, they are $50 shipped to the lower 48 plus tax, if applicable in your state. Uh, just go on the dieselpoprox.com, search hat, look for the fantastic Jam and Eagle logo, and pick yourself up some before they're out of stock. Yeah. America's Diesel Podcast. Brought to you by Diesel Power Products. America's Diesel Superstore. No salesmen, just enthusiasts. Dieselpowerproducts.com. Your number one source for all things diesel. Surprise, surprise, folks. 7-3 content coming your way. <laughs> Tyler just died a little bit inside. <laughs> no, this is actually... This is uh, this is an episode that uh, I think a lot of people could benefit from because it's something that you might not know is going on because it's not going to really give you any any sort of... It could, it could give you zero symptoms, mm-hmm. but it's a good thing to check, especially if you're getting... Uh, you, you are if you got a truck that's uh, you know getting up there in the mileage. Yeah. This week's podcast episode is brought to you by Fuel Bomb Diesel Additive, an additive designed for diesel enthusiasts, made by diesel enthusiasts. Ben, take it away. Hell yeah, dude. So this is our in-house Fuel Bomb fuel additive for your diesel truck. Uh, our biggest thing here is making sure that you can pretty much always have uh, diesel additive on you all the time. 
the you've got a lot of other additives out on the market that are they have you know anti-gel in there all the time they have cetane in there all the time they end up being big and bulky bottles uh, our uh, standard everyday diesel fuel additive is one ounce per 32 gallons and that's its main job is to make sure that your fuel system stays lubricated and prevents the formation of algae and it should also help you in colder climates too should definitely help you in colder climates it, along with cleaning your fuel system and maintaining it It'll also help you bump that cetane number up for a more efficient burn of your diesel fuel. And if cetane is just what you're after, there's the Fuel Bomb Hellfire, which is our straight 8-plus cetane enhancer. Yeah, and you guys asked, and we brought them back. Uh, we did go away from the bottles that didn't have the measuring little parts in there. We brought them back for you, so now you can measure out your 1 ounce per 32 gallons for the F-Bomb or 4 ounces per 32 gallons for the Hellfire. Both these additives are available on our website, dieselpowerproducts.com. Now let's get back to that episode. So let's get this intro out of the way and get started here. Thank you for tuning in. This is Ben and Tyler and Corey. Hi. Hey, from America's Diesel Podcast, coming at you from the 6th to ninth circle of hell, Spokane, Washington. It is hot, hot, hot. Summer is here. It's triple digits. It's hot as hell in the shop. Therefore, it's hot as hell in this room. So we're yep. sweating our heinies off, but luckily we've got ice cold barley juice to quench our thirst and our heat. america's diesel podcast cup totally. and hat to keep our head cool and our whole body this is a whole body chill right now yeah, it might look like we're sweating and we're like struggling that's just on the outside folks yeah inside chill bill <laughs> chill, chilly chilly billy, chilly billy. <laughs> <laughs> make sure and check us out on google play SoundCloud, itunes spotify anywhere you listen to podcasts you can find us on there by searching america's diesel podcast you can also find us on the social medias instagram facebook tiktok we are trying to pump up our numbers all around there Ooh. Yeah, it's too cold in there. It's too cold in the chamber of my, <laughs> the dark chamber of my chest. Yeah, gullet, gullet. <laughs> <laughs> we are trying to pump up our Instagram numbers because we do go live on there every Wednesday, right around four forty-five, five-ish p.m. Pacific time. Uh, have a beer with the boys, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Talk about how your life is going, what we got going on, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, reviews, Tyler. Go. Oh yeah, let's keep those reviews coming in. We are moving up in the ranks, and we greatly appreciate. Every one of you leaving a five-star review because that's the only reviews we accept. Leave a review on any pl podcast platform that you listen to us on. Screenshot that and send it to podcast at dieselpowerproducts.com. Make sure to include a picture of your truck or the truck you want and an address that we can send a sticker to. It looks just like the logo on our badass new hats and our cups and our background. Background you can't buy. However, you can't buy the hats, shirts, and cups. Uh, unfortunately, me and Tyler are not for sale. Depends. Depends. <laughs> Everything's got a price. Yeah. Mega Millions yeah. is up there. You never know. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, if you are listening to this and you're buying diesel parts for your pickup and you're not buying the diesel products, I want to know why. Uh, and if you do need parts, make sure to check out dieselpowerproducts.com. We do a sales text on the phone, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday, able to answer any questions you may have and get you the right part the first time every time. Uh, and again, if you are placing orders, let them know that you are a podcast listener. Receive absolutely nothing, but it helps us let the guys know that we're down here, not just farting around, but making money while farting around and drinking beer. Yeah. It's the win-win-win for everybody. Yep. Okay. Uh, hey, also, if you place an order and you forgot to put it on there, no harm, no foul. Reach out to me. Let me know. I still tally them up. It still works out. So... 7-3 stuff. If you don't know, I have an 01 excursion with about 255 in the clock right now. Um, and the goal with this thing is basically the family hauler. Yeah. Not trying to make a whole bunch of power with it. It just needs to be reliable and it needs to be good. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I have a trip coming up. I'm actually leaving tomorrow uh, driving from, from uh, Spokane. Uh, the end destination is Twain Hart. 
if you don't know where that is you basically and i'm in spokane you basically start going south and once you get past sacramento you keep going basically you hit stockton turn left and go into the mountains about another hour and a half or so what are you what are you doing now there's chilling absolutely nothing that's awesome the, uh, my wife's family has a spot in twain heart uh twain like twain. mark twain yep twain heart okay um it's it, it's dense forest did you um, know mark twain that's actually not his name yeah uh, it's something else but yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's a it's her family's house they're gracious enough to let us come because it's, it's the whole idea you know family comes to the house and they all hang out um no cell service no internet just dvds and guitar hero and beer and remote control cars you said guitar i was like wait you play guitar hell no. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa i can make noise right? yeah, i can make I can noise make okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> But yeah, so we're basically going down that way, and uh, I've got two kids. I've got about an eight-month-old and a, a, right about a five-year-old, so we're going to be making about six million stops. Uh, but this thing needs to be dependable. So yep. over the last year or so, I've been with this trip in mind. I've been slowly knocking off things that I know I want to make sure that I want to have done, so that's not something I'm worried about while I'm driving. Yeah, with and, tires. Yeah, I did tires, did the windshield, windshield, got the stereo set up, AC is good. Uh, car seats are all like I'm not saying my, my kids were not strapped in before but like I kind of changed how they were so it's easier for my wife to like if she needs to she can hop in the back seat and you know take care of the kids or whatever yeah, yeah. all that kind of good stuff to making it real good road trip ready yeah and one of the things that so for information for you guys six O's and seven threes uh, the computer they are computer controlled but the computer has no idea what fuel pressure is there's no way for it to monitor it. The truck does not. It just assumes it's good. Is it running? All right. We've got, we've got, yeah. they, they don't, it, there's no like, is it too much? Is it too little? Is it not enough? It's just like, yes or no. Yeah. Pressure? Yes. Good. Yeah. And it actually does even monitor. It's too busy monitoring all the oil from all the different services. Exactly. <laughs> it actually, it doesn't even say, do we have pressure? It just says, is the truck running? If yeah. the truck is running, we must have pressure. Yeah. We must have fuel. So, <laughs> that's it yeah so one of the things that's always going to irk me while i'm driving this thing and i had no reason to suspect anything because i've even come in and told tyler the excursion's running so good right now yeah it's just it, it's doing exactly what i wanted it to do and i just i knew that if i was going to take this road trip i have an edge insight shout out to edge you know great monitoring products great sensors and stuff like that yeah um so i decided you know what i'm going to add a fuel pressure sensor just to i had a feeling that the pressure may not have been what what i wanted it to be ideally yeah. you want like 55 65 psi idle wide open throttle whatever the ford factory spec spec is 40 to 70. if it's running <laughs> 40 to 70 is okay Four. some of That's them quite the span i know some of them even drop down to 35 <laughs> where they say it's like still okay but yeah. when you, as time has gone on and whatnot and when you talk to anybody like anybody that makes fuel pressure systems for me or fuel supply systems yeah. the goal number is like you know 55 is ideal. Yeah. If you make 45 at idle and wide open throttle, you're still making 45. Why don't 45. they just say that? For <laughs> well, We're going to give you a 30 PSI span. Mostly because <laughs> like, it's just, it's like spring and pop it regulated. It's like, and it's on right. the return side. So just like the fuel goes, you know, from the fuel filter or, or at the pump, goes through yeah. the pump, goes into the bottom of the fuel bowl. And once it pressurizes that and the line's enough, it has a spring and a pop it. That, yeah. And it, it just... That's, I know, but at the same time, it's like, gosh, Ford, you spent so much time, <laughs> like, figuring out to get, like, perfect oil pressure for the engine and the injection system. Like, it has to be, like, you know, in spec. Then it's like, they went to fuel pressure, and it's like, 
Yeah, we don't really care. <laughs> we're going to put a really good pump on it and yeah. just assume nothing else and is wrong. Just gonna, yeah. yeah, we're just not going to look into it any further. So <laughs> the, the only thing I had to suspect that I may, my fuel pressure may not be like ideal was the fact that on, a, on my higher horsepower tunes, um, so I have gearhead tuning, also shout out gearhead, uh, it, that on like five and six basically kind of like stumbles on space a little bit. So I've just been kind of rocketing tune three, which is like a uh, heavy toe economy tune or something like that. I like the shift points. I like the throttle response. Just it's a really good driving thing. Yeah. Um, so uh, before my trip, I was like, I haven't even looked at my trip yet. But by the time you listen to this, I'll actually already be back. But yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. I ordered a uh, universal input and a excuse me pressure sensor. Uh, to put it on a stock Ford fuel bowl, you'd have to buy an adapter for it. Um, they're not hard to find. They're like six bucks. Yeah. Um, so I put that on the truck and i plugged in the sensor and everything like that and so i I hit the key you know on check for leaks i had a little bit of drip you know so i tightened everything back up and put a little bit of uh there was an o-ring going from the adapter into the bowl let me guess you had the o-ring the the, it came with the (laughs) o-ring but yes if i needed i would have had it for sure um if i ever needed an (laughs) o-ring for anything i'm just like ben you got this o-ring yep guarantee he does guaranteed uh but then from the from the sensor into the adapter, it was a brass fitting into a steel fitting NPT. So you should theoretically <laughs> be able to kind of crank it down until it stops leaking. Yeah. Um, I was reefing on it pretty hard, and I was really worried I was going to start splitting things. Yeah. So I, I do have some uh, diesel-rated uh, liquid thread sealant. Yeah. The uh, same stuff you would use on the fuel bowl when you reseal it and yeah. stuff like that. So I threw a little bit of that on there, tightened up, no more drips. I would have just thrown another O-ring on around it. <laughs> well, not an NPT ship, Tyler. Come Why on. not? Just throw it on there. You, there is no surface <laughs> to even put the O-ring on. Why not? Just put it on anyways. <laughs> just put the O-ring on. It's <laughs> <laughs> not how it works. I would have put it on. <laughs> so I got that on, and uh, the sensor finally starts reading, and it's reading like at idle, like twenty nine. And I'm like, shit. (laughs) And I'm like, like, but the truck's running. It's so good. It's running so good. Obviously, it's not. Okay, well, I've got some more diagnosing to do. Yeah. Um, And and I think this is something that that anybody with a higher mileage 7.3 should check. mm -hmm. Because just like you're saying, you're at 29 PSI. um, And I know you're going to go through your story because you've kind of already Mm -hmm. told it to me. But um, but you're at 29 PSI thinking that like the truck's running great. Yeah. Like everything is perfect. Like this is fine. Little do you know, <laughs> like you were severely low on fuel pressure. So I was like, I was, I, was, I had a case of the happy sads. I yeah. was like, <laughs> like wow, <laughs> I've got some power left on the table. It's going to be real easy to find here, folks. Yeah. And yeah. second, I'm like, damn, <laughs> I was hoping everything would be great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I, I started like, okay, I got to take my own advice here. Start from the tank. And work your way forward. Yeah. Uh, so I, nice thing about 7.3s is you have a Bosch lift pump basically right underneath the driver's seat in the frame rail. Um, it's actually, and the, the pump on those trucks is fairly sufficient. I mean, there, there are regularly return like fuel supply systems that just reuse a Bosch stock pump. Yeah. I think and, most, some of the competition series pump actually use two Bosch exactly. stock pumps. <laughs> so they're, they're not bad pumps. Yeah. And so, it's nice too. Like you could pick that pump up from probably most auto parts stores exactly and that's so. one of the reasons why i kind of wanted to stick with a bosch pump on there at least for the time being yeah because if this is going to be a you know a huge travel vehicle i want to know i'd like the fact that i can you know if the pump were to go out i can stop at basically any o'reilly anything that, mm-hmm. and this is they have a bosch pump that's right yeah. there, or some sort of comparable replacement yeah um so i uh first thing i did was i went to the hardware store and got some uh 516s uh 
fuel hose, like 10 feet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so I need to basically, because ver- uh, 7.3s have a habit of tank delamination and where like the little foot umbrella falls off and there's in-tank filters that get clogged. Yeah. So I need to check to see if I if it's the tank issue. Maybe I'm just, it's trying to get enough pressure, but it can't get enough volume yeah. from the tank. Okay, so what I did was got a bucket, took the hose, put it on the engine side of the pump, filled hose it. the bucket, fill it up, you know, fill it up, I don't know. A third of the way. Yeah. So, and this and is something smart to do with any truck you're diagnosing a fuel supply mm-hmm. issue with. Always start with the tank. Yeah. Just check the source. Work your yes. way forward because if you can isolate where it is, then it gives you a really good chance to figure it out. Narrows it down. Narrows quite it down a, a lot. Um, so as I'm filling this pump, this bucket up, and I have no way to reference like how much forty or so psi or whatever looks like from a pump in a five sixteen hose, and I'm filling it up. And I'm like, it looks kind of weak. Yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't look bad. It's filling it up. So I cycle the key a whole bunch of times. And then what do I do is I put the tank supply hose back on, and I take the hose. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I take the uh, the engine supply side, put that back on, so now the pump is going to be feeding the engine. But then I'm going to have the pump pull from the bucket that I just filled up with fuel. Yeah. So now I have taken the fuel tank completely out of the equation. Yep. And I do that. I start it up. Same exact pressure. I'm like, okay. So the it's good news and bad news. It's good news and bad news. Okay, (laughs) so it's it's going to be something from the pump forward. Yep. I'm like okay, and I'm thinking back. I do remember changing the the regulator spring on the fuel bowl just because I had a had like a a 55 psi one hanging around from old stuff. Um, Because the the stock ones don't even they're not even like you can shim them and get more pressure out of it, but they're not even going to get you 55 psi. Yeah. So I'm like I'm thinking to myself, okay, that one's fine. You know, that's already been there. There's no need for me to crack that loose. You know, I'm thinking to myself, truck's got 255 on it. I can tell this is the stock lift pump on it. Mm-hmm. You know, lift pumps, they're 100 bucks. I'm getting ready to go on a road trip. I look at it as it probably needs to be replaced anyways. It's yeah. $100. I'm not I'm not saying, like, throw money at stuff, but, like, $100 to potentially fix a problem, not that big of a deal. And if it's not the issue, you I've an got extra. an extra pump. Yes. I get an extra pump, I can throw them back, and now I have all my bases covered. So I get the pump, uh, put it on the truck, same exact pressure. I'm like shit, <laughs> shit, shit, shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's uh, and the whole time I'm thinking to myself like, great, I gotta drop the tank. And I'm like, no, you isolated the tank. Yeah, it's not the tank. I I, ha- the tank. I probably had to tell myself a hundred times, don't drop the tank, don't mess with those fittings. You're gonna break one. You're leaving on a road trip. This happened like this is like last weekend. So yeah. like you're leaving in ten days for a road trip. Don't mess anything up. Yeah, stick to your guns. Do what you do and follow your own advice. Yep. Okay. So I'm like, okay, so I make my way up to the fuel bowl. First thing I do is I, I take the little, if you've ever done these, you know what I'm talking about, but I take the return line off, kind of wedge it out of the way, and I take those two Torx bits and take the little regulator with the spring and pop it off. And as I pull it off, I pull the spring out, and it's got this little, it's got the tiniest, like, kink in it. Yeah. And I'm like, huh. I'm no spring expert. I'm but... no spring expert, but that could be an issue. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't think it would be an issue, but it could be an issue. Yeah. So when I, uh, when I did my turbo... Uh, I had to, you know, take the fuel ball out because I did the uh, hybrid. Yeah, um, took the fuel ball out. What's that? No, it was one of the high pressure oil pump. I took the fuel ball out. Yeah. Um, so I disconnected it, and it was the very last thing I was tightening up. But I uh, over torqued the return line onto the aluminum part right there and snapped it off. <laughs> so I had to make an emergency part store run at like 9:55 p.m. <laughs> on a Sunday, and, and luckily uh, there was a Dorman fix it kit for it. So Dorman makes a. Uh, once again, dormant. Dorm. Yeah. <laughs> the truck is like half dormant. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they come with a, with a new um, 
aluminum housing on there with the threads on there, a spring, a poppet, and the poppet seat and hardware and O-ring. Yeah. Extra O-ring. <laughs> I, got, I got a lot of O-rings. So uh, knowing that I already had a, a higher pressure spring in there, all I did was just replace the housing. I didn't replace the poppet or anything that came with it. And it came with, it came with a blue spring but it doesn't state that's a blue spring upgrade. The blue spring upgrade was usually something you found in like the six O's. Yeah. And they've now kind of trickled down to the seven threes and people just started calling it blue spring upgrade. Yeah. Uh, so I did put that one in. Now I'm in there I'm like, well, you know what? I've got this extra spring. I've never ran it. Yeah. So let's, let's throw that in there and see what happens. And yeah. keep in mind, I already had a, when I ordered the Bosch pump, because they're only a day away from us here, I also ordered a, uh, and this is the pro tip. This is a pro tip for anybody out there. Pro tip. Pro tip. If you are considering rebuilding your fuel bowl on your Super Duty 7.3, um, first off, if you're buying a Super Duty 7.3 that has a lot of miles on there, you should just instinctively buy a fuel bowl rebuild reseal kit. They're like $11 from Alliant. comes with all the rings you need. And a for sale sign. <laughs> here's, the, <laughs> here's the good part, though. If you buy the Alliant blue spring upgrade kit it comes with a for sale sign <laughs> faux free and they professionally edit your listing and filters for the pictures but the the kit will come with a a black billet uh spring housing a higher pressure spring a new poppet and all of the o-rings to rebuild the fuel bowl yeah for like 29 dollars yeah like, even if you're not going to use all that stuff, but you need the spring, just buy that kit. Yeah. You should have those O-rings on you, okay? Tyler's <laughs> joke is coming. Don't worry, but you need to have those O-rings on you. You are going to be the easiest person to shop for for your birthday and Christmas. Like, I'm just going to get you O-rings. I'm going to get you an O-ring necklace. <laughs> I'm going to get you O-ring jewelry. That's fine. I'm gonna get you. I'll take it. I'll, <laughs> no, you I'll, will. I'll, 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 I'll you'll probably be jacked. You'll be like, hell yeah. <laughs> I don't have that size. That's a weird thickness. Yeah, that's, a <laughs> that's an awkward girth. I'm keeping that one. Yeah, that's a <laughs> so I uh, I grabbed the spring because I still had it, obviously, and I throw it in there, turn the key to the on position, boom, 47 PSI. I'm like, money, okay. money. All yeah. right, go take it for a drive. Just everything's better. Everything's better. Yeah. Shifts better, off the line better. Throttle response is better. Comes up on boost better. Obviously, it's got pressure. Yeah. And even under wide open throttle, it drops to maybe like 40, maybe 39 at most. Yeah. Or at, at least. Um, but I got greedy. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the XTP kit came in. Yeah. And so I take the, the Dorman one off. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to... Uh, I'm, I, put the, I put the XTP one on with their spring. Drops down to 38 PSI. I'm like... <laughs> What in the? <laughs> so then I take that out, put the dormant spring in, same pressure. I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah. Check all, you know. Oh, so again. these are supposed to be what PSI springs? They just say 10% increase over stock. So the only person that I know, or in company I know that actually sells a higher PS riffraff. And I've, I have riffraff springs. I actually yeah. ordered some. I keep them on hand. Uh, but they make a... Uh, a 55, no, uh, like a 45, 55, a 60, and a 70. Um, I could be off of those numbers, but that's around what it is. How much pressure can that pump actually make, the, those Bosch pumps? With the right spring, 70, 75. They can, they can do it? 80, yeah. Oh, okay. They're, they're robust pumps. 
Wow. The thing is, e- even when you talk to regular return guys or fuel supply or fuel supply guys, they'll tell you with basically stock to most larger injectors, seventy, you know, sixty-five, seventy at most is where you want to be. Yeah, there are people that say, "Oh, set it to eighty, you know, more pressure is better." Sixty-two to sixty-five. If you can, if you can idle at sixty-two to sixty-five, and under wide open throttle, see sixty-two to sixty-five, you're giving your injectors all the pressure they need. Yeah, they're going to be fine. Um, but yeah, so I started getting greedy, and then I, I put that in there. Didn't change it. I'm like, well, great. So now I guess there is a difference between the spring and the housing and the poppet and everything like that. But then I'm looking at the dormant one. I've taken it on and off so many times, the threads are starting to pull on it. I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just put it back on, and I'm like, okay. You know, now I'm starting to get the bad fuel. I'm not. Get, I'm, I'm making like high 30s at yeah. most. I'm like, well, I need to get this fixed. And I'm still waiting for my my riffraff springs to come in because I ordered them. Yeah. And now it's and again, hey, maybe you might be thinking like Ben, how could you be talking about riffraff? They're competitors. Yes, I know they're competitors. I've been buying riffraff parts before. I even worked here, and they sell some parts that we just don't sell and will probably never sell. Yeah. Um. So, shout out to Clay at Riffraff. They nothing but respect for those guys. I am a customer. I pay full price for it. I pay for shipping. I pay for everything. Yeah. I don't get any special deals from them. Um. So I, I ordered a, a set of their springs with a couple other things just I wanted to have on hand uh, for the trip. And I'm like, there, there is the old BB trick. Take a BB, put it in the poppet, shin the spring, basically. Yeah. So in my mind, I know I'm not going to get this thing until Monday, <clears throat> which was day before yesterday. So over the weekend, I went and bought some BBs because I didn't have any. <laughs> I don't have a BB gun. <laughs> I, don't, I, I carry a real gun over a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't have any BBs. Uh, so I went and bought some, and I, I'm just, I'm like, I need proof of concept here. I know that this spring makes this pressure. I'm going to shim it. It has to make more pressure. If it doesn't make more pressure, I'm now back to square one. I'm dropping the tank. Like, yeah. At that point, I'm like, and oh, yeah, uh, by the way, guys, yes, I did change the fuel filter. Okay. That, that was, yeah. the, I changed that when I put the new sensor on. Um, so, and no, that wasn't the cause of my issue. It's that same style fuel filter I had beforehand. Like, so just calm, calm your tits. Yeah. Calm them. Calm. And uh, so I just, I need proof of concept. So I get home, throw the throw the BB in there, 49 PSI. That's where I'm Call leaving. it good. That's yeah. where I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I still have the springs with me um, in case I need to tinker with it or if I get bored while I'm in Twain Heart for some reason. I don't know why the hell I do that. But yeah. <laughs> um, if I feel like I just need to torture myself out in the heat, I'll, I'll go replace the spring and maybe put that in there. But, uh, yeah, so this is basically for any of you people that are especially 7.3 stuff, or this goes for anything that you may feel like the truck doesn't monitor good enough. Yeah. Find out how to monitor it. Yeah. There is there is so much value in knowing what your truck is doing, how it's doing, and you can do that with gauges. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, the best in the business right now is going to be an edge insight. It, it, it truly is. Especially for 7.3 guys and 6.0 guys and... I got nothing against analog gauges. Ispro was a sponsor of the, of the podcast. I love Ispro gauges. Yeah. I love autometer gauges. The only ones I don't like are glow shift. Yeah. Cheap glow ass. shit. Yeah, Those things glow shit. shit out on you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ispro gauges, love them. Autometer gauges, gauges, love them. In fact, on the blue truck, I, I wanted to do analog gauges because I like the look of them. I like the feel yeah. of them. But here's the thing. On 7.3s and 6.0s, there is no analog gauge for IPR percentage. Yeah. In fact, I, I even I even contacted Dispro about it. I was like, if you yeah. can, if you can make an ICP gauge that has a small digital, even just a two-digit readout for IC or uh, IPR percentage, 
I'll buy it 100%. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even have to be a DPP gauge. It doesn't have to be a Ben gauge. It's like, if you make that, yeah. that, that will... I, I would like to say I guarantee you you're going to start stealing some of the 7.3 guys away from edges because... And, and even when I talk to guys on the phone, and this is... Again, neither of these people sponsor the podcast, at least when we're filming this. We're always looking yeah. for sponsors, but neither of them... Edge has in the past, and Isper has in the past. So actually, I got no dog in this fight. I love them both, and I sell both of them. Yeah. But when it comes to seven three guys, they're like, "What? Sh- what should I get? I really want analog gauges." And I'm like, "I love analog gauges too. I think you're gonna love the way they look." Here's the only thing, though. You can't monitor IPR. Yeah. That is the only thing. And if you are really, if you're running bigger injectors, and you got, you know, or you really want to be in tune with your truck, you want to know how it's running, how hard it's running, how things are working, you gotta know what the IPR percentage is. Yeah. And if you don't. There's just there's always that one piece you're going to be missing, kind of like fuel pressure. Yeah. There's just this one piece you're always going to be missing, and that's what uh, why a lot of seven three guys and six zero guys end up steering towards some sort of digital monitor, namely an edge insight. Yeah. So that's that's basically my my fuel pressure story for for seven threes. Uh, I am going to touch real quick. I, I I started putting my toolkit together in my 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 Home Depot bin of what I'm going to take to make yeah. sure that if anything happens. Yeah. Um. I almost don't want to share a picture because it's totally just like I want to see it. It's like <laughs> how to <laughs> how to tell me show me you're a seven three guy without saying anything with just yeah, a picture. Yeah. I'll go first. Yeah. It's a Home Depot tote. I've got <laughs> <laughs> I've got an extra IDM. <laughs> I've got since I have CNC uh, high pressure oil lines on there. I still have my stock ones. I threw my stock ones in there. Never um, know. I've got fuses. I've got hose clamps. O rings. Um, <laughs> I've got a uh, uh, two extra crank position sensors. Um, one because I just had it already, and the second one was one that I pulled out of the blue truck because uh, I was trying to diagnose something, but it wasn't bad, so I kept it anyways. Yeah. Um, extra fuel hose. Uh, of course, a whole bunch of tools. I pretty much. I don't want to say I emptied my toolbox, but I brought a lot of stuff. Well, I mean, I w- I mean th- in this heat. Yeah. I would not want to be stuck on the side of the road longer than I had to. Especially you know? with the kids. It's one thing it's me, yeah. me and my wife. It's one thing it's me and my wife and she's pregnant. It's it's another thing when I've got, you know, my son would probably, he'd be hot and he'd be whiny, but he'd still think it's kind of cool. Like, hey, we're on the side of the road, man, big truck, big truck, big truck. Right. But I've got, you know, a little eight-month-old baby girl who, you know, and I, I get it. You know, people survived many, 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 many hundreds of years right. without air conditioning. I get that. Yeah, but I, I don't want to subject them to that because that's my responsibility. I'm the dad. 100. I'm the man. I'm yeah. the husband. That's my responsibility. My wife makes sure that you know the kids have their clothes. I make sure the vehicle gets us there. Um, and you may be thinking, you know, I feel both jobs are equally important. Okay, you, know, you may be thinking yourself, oh, girls, you get the laundry job. Whatever. Hey, laundry ain't easy. Laundry no. for four people sucks. Oh yeah. And if you've never folded baby clothes, suck my ass. Okay. Baby yeah, clothes are the just... stupidest thing to fold. They're so tiny. So many of them fit into one load. You'll be you'll be thinking to yourself, like, oh, I do one of my load of my laundry. A, a full load, I don't know. Five, six shirts, jeans, boxers, whatever. Yeah. yeah. A full load of baby clothes? That's like a hundred shirts, six thousand socks, yeah. forty-five diaper rag, like all, all this other stuff. And you, you think, oh man, I've been folding for twenty minutes. We're pretty much done. Not done. The yeah, it's still overflowing. How did this happen? Yeah, but yeah, that's that's baby clothes for you right there. But anyhow, well, you, well, you hit that mega mill. I'll do do what we said earlier. You just you, you just wear it. 
Toss it. I won't, yeah, I won't even it, wash it. Toss it. I won't even own a washer and dryer. No. Take the tags off, wear it, yeah. toss it. <laughs> Done. Give it the smell test. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> throw it right in the fireplace. <laughs> Whatever. <Whoosh>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, folding clothes for two people sucks. Like me and my wife. Like yeah. that. That's all we got. And it's like, this freaking sucks. <laughs> like there'll be days like we like come back from camping and like, you can't forget to do laundry because if you forget to do laundry, you're like, wow, shit, I brought all my clothes camping. Yeah. I know I got nothing to freaking wear for work. Well, that, and no matter what you bring camping, you yeah. got to wash it because it smells like camping. 100%. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that, but it's weird when you show up to work in a shirt that you didn't wear, but then <laughs> you it smell was in, like a fresh campfire. Yeah, yeah. it was in the bag with a shirt from the fresh camp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that'll be a fun trip for you, man. I'm glad you got that figured out. I think that's something that uh, any 7.3 owner that has a. Uh, you know, has a truck that's getting up there in mileage should check, um, especially if they suspect anything, especially with a tuner and suspect that it's kind of falling on his face kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. It could certainly be your fuel pressure, man. Check your fuel pressure. Totally. The last thing I'm going to say about edge sensors is the one of the big reasons I hear people that don't want to add edge sensors is because they're like, the universal input so expensive, the sensor is so expensive. Okay, here's the deal. If you buy an edge insight and you get a pyrometer probe with an expansion cable, that means you have you already have the expansion cable set up. You just need to add the universal input. When you add the universal input, two that, gauges. that opens up two ports, which means you've got enough to add two sensors. So that first sensor seems like you're taking a big hit. You have to buy the universal input, which is like 177, yeah. and then the sensor, which is another like 160 or so. So you may be like, oh man, I'm like almost freaking 300 bucks over that for, for a gauge. Well, for the next sensor, you only have to buy the sensor. Yeah. So you have to make sure that whenever you're thinking it's, oh, it's too expensive, you need to split the cost of the universal sensor input across two gauges or two sensors. Yep. And that's the true actual cost of yeah. it. And you may be thinking to yourself, well, I'm never going to add an extra sensor. Shut up. You own a 7.3. You need all the sensors you can get. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fact. Yeah. So keep that in mind. And also having all of your sensors and all of your reading in one screen is nice. I I wouldn't want analog gauges on my excursion. I like the cleanness of the dashboard. It's very open. I've just got one screen. I've got alarms set, maximums and minimums. Yeah. You don't need to look at it. And the whole idea is because in the future, the excursion is going to be my wife's vehicle. I want to be able to truly set it and forget it. Yeah. And I also want to make sure that she has that screen. So if something does happen, I can say, okay, tell me what the screen is doing. Or better yet, take a video of the screen while it's doing what it's doing yeah there's no more it makes this sound when i turn to it you know you know girls women are like they're not all like that my wife is pretty in tune with her stuff but at the same time you start asking her questions she's gonna get more frustrated right you put the screen on the phone me and the truck we're talking yeah so you're literally putting the truck on the phone yeah yeah <laughs> it's a joke that we have on sales right? yeah it is, it is. Yeah. you're putting the truck on the phone yeah 100 percent well, that is going to about wrap this one up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, in the comments section, what's a sensor that you added that blew your mind? Ooh. Yeah, I want to know that one. Yeah. What's a sensor that you put on that changed, you know, just really changed what was going on? Yeah. I want to hear about that. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, appreciate you guys all tuning in. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.